Welcome back to Notes from the Island, brought to you by River Island, your one-stop shop on all things fashion, life, and everything in between. This is the show that's powered by your voice notes, solving your fashion queries one message at a time. Lauren, this is the last episode of the series. I know, very, very sad, but uh, happier note, we've been given mysterious packages. Yeah, River Island have sent us some very mysterious packages, very each exciting. to our own addresses, and we've been told we're not allowed to look at each other's gifts No. until we've read a letter out loud. This feels very, very... I was going to try and think of another word for mysterious, but I can't. I feel like I'm in Taken. Yes. You know, like one of those scary films. Oh, I feel like I'm in an escape room and there's going to be a clue. Oh, no. Oh, no. But we're not going to do very well, are we, based on your recent track that record of very escape true. room fails? Oh, I think we live in the studio now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to open my parcel. Okay, here we go. <gasps> oh, wow. Dear James and Lauren, congrats on an amazing first series of Notes from the Island. We've loved every second of your fashion agony aunt expertise and can't believe the series is over so soon. While we were listening to last week's episode, we couldn't help but think we should send you each a little something to see you through the winter in cosy River Island style. For Lauren, our queen of all things lilac, we hated the thought of you being bobbleless all through the winter and we thought that this hat would top off your purple-scented ensemble beautifully. It's beautiful. I love it. It is everything I've spoken about on the podcast. It's <laughs> lilac. It's a hat. It's got a bobble. It's warm. It's perfect. Your dog Ralph's going to love that bobble. Gonna, he's actually here right now. He's got and, his eye um, on it. That's, that's put, being put safely away immediately. <laughs> and James, well, who doesn't love a berry? We love it when people play with fashion and we can't think of anyone better to make this berry into a serious fashion moment. Plus, we know how fab you look in pink. All you need now is a croissant, a dramatic backstory, and a seat on the steps of the Met. <gasps> I'm so excited. I've never owned a beret before. Oh, I love that. I can't wait to wear I'm going to wear it now. Hold on, Lauren. Right. That is very you. a huge moment for me in my life, having never worn a beret. That with your pearls That's is going to look amazing. What do we think? You really suit it. I love it. Are you lying? It's a moment. No, is it's it a, a moment? moment. Am I the moment? You are the moment. Am I the moment? Oh my God, yes. I feel really exciting. I feel very French. I need a baguette. A baguette. Get me a baguette, darling. <laughs> Get me a baguette. And a meeting with Miranda Priestley. Right, so what have we got coming up in the show, James? Well, in this episode, we're going to be talking fails, iconic fashion moments, along with some inevitable fashion faux pas. We might as well dive straight in. So here is author of To My Trans Sisters and activist Charlie Craggs. Okay, so my worst fashion moment. I feel like a lot of my worst fashion moments are sadly documented on the internet because I kind of fell into doing media stuff at the start of my transition. And most people at the start of their transitions just look a mess, um, and I certainly did. I think one of the funniest fashion moments I had was when at the start of my transition, like before I had started hormones and like my body kind of uh, shaped out a bit I used to wear butt pads <laughs> and I the first time I wore butt pads I felt so good I was like oh this curvy figure curvilicious delicious and I was walking down the street and I was getting so many guys checking me out I was like <laughs> thinking I'm so hot and then I like I was thinking god I really I'm getting a lot of attention today like so many people so many cars were stopping to look at me and I'm thinking oh my god I look good but I didn't know I look that good and when I got home, I realised I was wearing, like, a light kind of skinny jean. Like, like a jegging, I guess. 
And I realised that when I got home, like, the sweat from the amount of walking I was doing, like, gathered under the butt pad, because obviously our butt pad is just, like, sponge. So literally, I had been walking around with, like, a W shape of just, like, wet jeans under the butt pad as if I had wet myself. (laughs) And people weren't looking at me because I was cute. People are looking at me and stopping their cars because they were thinking, why is this woman walking around so proud with her, like, wet underwear, like... Her, like, she just wet herself. It was honestly one of the most, so embarrassing. And, um, yeah, I feel like I, it was in my local area as well. So, like, yeah, that was a mess. That was definitely the worst fashion moment. <laughs> Charlie Craggs is the most iconic woman I've ever met. I also love the idea of butt pads. Like, I'm quite clumsy. I trip over a lot. And I just think if I had butt pads, that would cushion so many of my falls. But you might fall more because you'd be sort of butt heavy. I would quite like butt pads. Maybe ab pads would be the way to go for me. Like, I don't have much of a bum, I will admit. I am I am flat in, in every department <laughs> and, and proud of it. And it's something I used to feel really self-conscious about because I think there's this sort of obviously, not stereotypical, but, but typical sort of view that woman is like super curvy and has all the curves and I never had that but I was really tempted as much as I love my body now and have embraced my shape did you see those gym leggings that went viral like last year and they apparently yes. just like gave you such a book did you try them no I'd love ah, to I wish I try I wish I had I thought are they gonna change my life and give me the booty that I could only have dreamed of but I never I never gave in I never gave in and tried Lauren, actually, I have a confession. I do own a pair of swim pants, swimming trunks with padding. Really? I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, it's a thing. I mean, when guys get out of the pool, it can be a little embarrassing. So Ah. sometimes it's good to just have a bit of a pad down there. Oh, I like that. (laughs) You're going to be looking for it on my Instagram now. I'm going to be watching everyone getting out the pool now and I'm not going to be allowed in my local swimming baths anymore. (laughs) I have been in the situation where you go underwater come back up and realize your bikini top is not there oh no have you but i don't know i don't i don't think anyone noticed with me to be honest they'd be like why is that why is that girl carrying two fried eggs around with her you're being very hard on yourself I know, today Lauren, I know. And i'm not accepting i'm just not gonna take it anymore but you're still <laughs> an incredibly powerful beautiful woman Thank so you. own your truth take up space i do feel like today's episode is going to be like like fashion therapy and maybe therapy in general reflecting on our <laughs> past self so we can be the best of ourselves now what what has been like a big fashion failure for you I used to wear, they were quite fashionable at one point. They had, I would just call it a hoop neck, basically. Ah. It was almost like a t-shirt, but with no neck. So it would just droop Ah. over your chest. And quite a lot of the boys were wearing them at the time. It was very in fashion. Um, But I didn't have the body to pull it off. So I didn't really, I don't feel like it really did me justice. And looking back at it on Facebook memories, it's just very traumatic. In fact, looking at all of my noughties fashion really when I first came out I had no idea what I was doing and everyone says that gay people should know fashion so I sort of just assumed I did and then wore anything yeah and honestly I should have done my homework we're all guilty though aren't we when you're like discovering your style and discovering who you are of making those mistakes I remember when I first started going like out you know like out drinking and back then I used to think it was about like showing as much skin as possible so I say when you're like right when you're like 17 18 I was like well it must be about just 
big heels, short skirts, which to be honest is very much the Newcastle way of life. And I remember being on one of my very first, if not my first nights out, had this teeny tiny little play suit on, big set of heels. And uh, I think maybe it was just before I turned 18. So I'd had to like sneak in through the smoking area. Cause like, you know, when your friends are starting to turn 18 and you're like, my birthday's in three weeks, like I'm so close. And then I remember being in, having a drink, feeling so grown up. And then somebody tapped me on the shoulder. Thank God they did. And said, excuse me, you do know your play suit is tucked into your underwear. But I hadn't been for a wee at this club yet. So it must have been like that for a while. And I just remember being mortified. So your entire journey there. Yeah, my bum must have just been hanging out. And you know what? Kudos to the woman who did tell us. I think I always would think, say if I was walking down the street in Newcastle now and like I had like my skirt tucked into my like underwear or had toilet paper stuck to my shoe, I would want someone to tell us. Always tell me. I love ripped jeans. So I guess my biggest fashion fail is wearing ripped jeans, even though they've ripped a little too far. Oh, yes. And you know, like when you get ripped jeans and your mum's like ironing them or washing them and she's like, why have you bought ripped jeans? Mm-hmm. Like I could have ripped an old pair of jeans up for you. They just don't get the fashion. So I had loads of pairs of ripped jeans, but they just got worse and worse to the point where... I literally have my bum hanging out. And I still have this pair of ripped jeans because I love them so much. And sometimes I will still wear them, obviously with the right underwear. But I kind of like it. But the rip goes all All the way way. around. The whole way. It's one thing when your jeans are meant to be ripped. I remember I used to work in a restaurant where the uniform was like, they gave you a t-shirt, but you wore jeans because they were so cool and trendy. And I remember this one particular shift, I felt different. And you just think something feels different, but I couldn't really work out what. And then it was the end of the shift. And I just happened to like, like put my hand like on the back of my legs or something. And I felt bare skin. And I was like, wait a second. And basically my jeans had ripped in a perfect line, like right under the bum cheek. So they'd obviously like split at some point. They were just like really cheap jeans. They'd like completely split under the bum. And I was like, that's what's felt different. I've been able to feel like essentially my skin just hanging out. (laughs) The most upsetting thing about that though is my bum must have been hanging out. My bum hanging out seems to be a recurring theme here. My bum must have been out for quite a bit of that shift and I did not make any additional tips. Wow, didn't you? Disappointing. No, didn't. That's very disappointing. Didn't benefit from it. That was almost like a trial for OnlyFans in real life. I know. It didn't work out for you. Oh, gee. That's sad. The scariest thing, though, is circular trends or boomerang fashion. Like a lot of these fashion trends that we were following back in the day are then going to come back into style now. So we're going to have to dig out these items from our wardrobe and re-wear them. Are you ready for that? See, I'm already noticing... Like, especially if I'm browsing clothes secondhand, like trying to buy stuff secondhand, a lot of people selling what they call, like, Y2K fashion. And I'm just like, that makes me feel old. And I know I'm not old, but to see the clothes that sort of, like, were being worn in my childhood, now, like, coming back round is, like, this vintage fashion trend. I'm like, I'm not even 30, and I'm already part of a circular fashion moment. So, Lauren, I want to test you on your circular fashion, your throwback Y2K fashion. Have you got any of the following items in your wardrobe? Do you own a pair of low-slung jeans? Absolutely not. I have always been (laughs) vehemently against a low jean. What about cargo pants, like Mean Girls fashion? See, I remember owning cargo pants probably in the Y2K era, like the, the late 90s, early 2000s, and I thought I was so cool 
tops. Like, I don't think I would be able to wear them without channeling my Regina George. I think you should channel Regina yeah. George. I think that's a great look. Um, th- do you own any spaghetti straps? Yes. I I don't think I've ever like let go of the spaghetti strap. I love a spaghetti strap. Very on board. What about a slip dress? I do, I've just bought one. I've literally I've Have got a couple you? in my wardrobe. I'm going on a night out next week and I decided I haven't bought anything new in a long time. So it's a treat. I was like, I am going to treat myself to something new. And I bought a slip dress. I love them. What about baby tees? Now, I've got to say, these have been in fashion for gays forever. Like, yes. I own so many crop tops. These baby tees, they show you midriff. Sometimes, I mean, post-pandemic, it took me a while to be able to get back into them. Um... But they are cool. But these are now back in fashion for everyone. So do you own any baby tees? I would say most of my t-shirts are like crop tops, baby tees, that kind of that kind of style. I think they suit my body shape really well, which is probably why I've always clung on to them. But as well, I'm not one. I know I'm wearing sleeves now because I'm wearing a jumper. I'm not a fan of a sleeve usually. So the really? less sort of fabric that's touching my skin, the better. I came up with a new item of clothing today that I would love River Island to make. Um, yeah. A jacket where you can take the sleeves off, like Velcro sleeves. Because you know when you're out and it's hot, it's really cold, so you're wearing a big coat. Yeah. But then you get on a bus or something and it's suddenly boiling. Exactly. Wouldn't it be great if you just whip the sleeves off? I would love that. <laughs> River Island, get on it. Get make on it happen, please. The detachable sleeve <laughs> fashion. I don't, I don't think it's going to catch on. Right, time to answer your fashion and beauty problems. This week, yes, we're talking about your fashion faves and fails. Hey James, hey Lauren, it's Annie. So I'm not sure if this counts as a fashion fail, but I'm finding that as I work more and more from home, when I do go into the office, I'm really overthinking what I wear. And I also wear like my favourite items of clothing because I end up kind of overdressing. Um, I work more and more from home, so I just shove on the same things every day and then when it comes to the weekend I don't really know what to wear because I'm associating those clothes with work so would really like your advice on this how to not feel like I'm overdressing for work but also how to get out of this ick of my work clothes and work what I'm wearing on the weekend so yeah any advice really welcome Okay, so I guess if there's a dress code at your work or if it's like a corporate job, then this advice might not work. But I think you should wear what the hell you want because ultimately the patriarchy is holding you back here. Why are you worrying about work clothes and the definition of what work clothes is? I mean, obviously, if you work in a supermarket, you might need to wear the (laughs) outfit. But I think, Annie, you should wear whatever you feel comfortable in at work if your boss is okay with it. Absolutely. And especially from the sounds of it, Annie is like a lot of people split between working from home and going into the office. So if you're not going into the office as much as you used to, what better excuse to like make an impact now if you're going in like once or twice a week? Make it count, just go for it. Like, absolutely. I mean, I saw people taking their bins out in like full dresses in the pandemic. So I think if you're going to leave the house at all, we may as well go full out. The other thing you could do if you need to keep your outfit a bit more chill is take a very fun accessory with you because accessories don't count right they never count towards a dress code so get a really bougie bag and make those accessories count like some nice statement jewelry something like that i also think a really good way of looking at it because i can see 
how stressful it would be. Say, I've never had a job where I don't have to have like a set uniform, but I know how stressful it is when you're just trying to think about what clothes to wear. So if you're struggling to differentiate between like, oh, well, what's work clothes and what's going out clothes, it's more about sort of making each item of your clothes like multi-purpose. So if you've got a really nice dress that yeah, maybe you would wear for like casual drinks with friends, you can just like dress that down by maybe putting a, a jumper over the top of it for work or like a blazer at the weekend. It's sort of about how you style each item of clothing. You can dress it up for a night out and then dress it back down for work again. That's what I would do. Love that. Also, if I'm ever getting stressed about what to wear to something, um, whether it be a stand up or just popping into a meeting, then I always start with underwear and socks. That's where (laughs) I start from. That's a great place to start. Like if you're wearing the right underwear and you've chosen the right socks, everything else will follow. I like that. Start on the inner layer and work out. (laughs) Also, a sock can be a really fun way to start because if you've got like a statement sock, then that will inform what trousers you wear. Like how many times have you had to change your socks because suddenly you realize the jeans didn't Ah, look right? Do you know what stresses me out so much about socks? This is slightly off topic, but it happened to me today and now I feel like I need to share it. You know when you're walking and your sock starts to roll down off your foot? That is the really most me annoying out. thing in really the world. really distresses me. And when I used to live in London, I would sometimes fix it on the tube, but then people would look at you like, why is that maniac taking her shoes off on the tube? And I'd be like, my socks right. falling off. What are you doing? I do think, though, that now we are allowed full ankle socks again. And like yes. previously, there was, a, there was a trend where we were only allowed to wear ankle socks, and now you can wear... Wait, I've, I've got confused here. They were called ankle socks, right? When they don't... They're like trainer socks, aren't trainer they? Trainer socks, yes. I do think, though, that previously we were sort of forced to wear trainer socks wherever mm-hmm. we went, whatever the occasion. And now a full sock is back in. So thank Beyonce. Definitely. Not that I've ever seen her wear socks, but I'm sure she does. Speaking of like socks, staples, like the staples of your wardrobe. And I think if you've got those nailed, you should be able to like build any kind of outfit around it so for me it's like a good pair of jeans if you've got a good pair of jeans they'll do you for work they'll do you for a night out again like a little bit like what i said before it's just about what you do with them get the staples do you have any staples in your wardrobe james i have a good staple bag i think a staple bag is a good idea also a leather jacket or blazer is always a staple item to have that will finish any look and i love a good co-ord with trousers and a jacket or blazer because both work together or separately and it's like you were saying earlier lauren you can mix things up you can mix and match so maybe you only wear the blazer with a different pair of trousers or you wear the trousers but you wear a cardigan on top or a jumper so i think a co-ord is a really good staple yes same like shoes as well so i actually bought a pair of nice boots which were meant to be when i went back to like day jobs and stuff during the pandemic and i was like these are going to be my shoes I wear to work but then I really liked them they were so comfy and I started to wear them on stage but how I wear them on stage is different to how I would have wore them to like my day job so I think don't like pigeonhole an item of clothing and being like oh that's that's my going out top no find a way to make it work for whatever occasion you want because it's a good top so why wouldn't you wear it And you know what? I sometimes have a bit of OCD. My dad has OCD and it can get kind of stressful with clothes because it sometimes manifests in that scenario. Like you'll think of one item as only being able to be worn in a certain environment. So if you're worried about that kind of stuff, another tip I have is take a picture of yourself wearing it in the mirror, 
put it on Instagram and ask your friends what they think. Absolutely. I'm quite a, a planner as well. So I think there's nothing wrong. If you're getting like stressed every day about, oh, I don't know what to wear, maybe on a Sunday, just try and like, say if you're going into the office two days, three days, plan it on the Sunday, what you're going to wear. And it'll take some of the stress out of your week if you've decided on the weekend what you're going to wear next week. And if you're worried about just wearing the same thing working from home, because this did get to me in the lockdown, I felt like I was living in the same stuff. I would say if you're working from home, focus on comfort on the bottom, because let's face it, no one's seeing your trousers in these Zoom meetings. Wear your joggers, wear your like comfy jammy bottoms, and then go for something nicer on top, because then I do think you sort of feel better in yourself as well. If you're like, oh, I, I know I'm working from home, but I still feel like I'm professional and making an effort, and I feel good in what I'm wearing, even if I've just got joggers and a nice top. It's that, it's that balance. Another thing you can do, speaking of like planning outfits, is when you see your favorite influencers wearing stuff you like, or if you think someone on social media looks pretty cool, you can just save it into your Instagram. There's a save button, mm-hmm. and then you can go back to it when you're looking for some inspiration. That's such a good idea, because I used to screenshot, but you screenshot, and then you forget you've screenshotted, and it just gets lost in your camera roll somewhere. So I think having almost like a little almost like a little vision board, inspiration board, where you can just think, oh, right, I feel stuck in a rope with my wardrobe. I'm going to go have a look and take inspiration from there, from my fashion folder. <laughs> oh, I hope we've helped you, Annie. I think what we've what we sort of summed up here is if we're in the office less, it's just nice to overdress a little bit. No harm in that. And handier for you if you time it after work social plans with when you're in the office. So like no such thing as overdressing. Own it. Go straight from the office to those drinks. Thank you so much, Annie. We think that 2023 is going to be your year, babe. Right, it's that part of the show again where Lauren Statterson comes out to play to hit us with some hard facts. Well, a bit of a curveball, but this week I thought I could be <gasps> Lauren Quitterson because I want nice. to talk about fashion, right, throughout the decades. Uh, so let's talk about which we loved and which we hated. I actually feel like it's very easy to romanticise the styles of the past and cringe at things you did in the early noughties, but really, bad fashion has always been around. Right, so let's go way back. Let's get in our little time machines and travel. The sweater slash the knit vest. Can you guess the decade? I mean, I feel like I'm wearing a sweater right now, so 2022? Oh, a bit, bit further back. Um, 21? Yeah. <laughs> the 1970s. But I feel like I should give you a half a point because they are like fully back in fashion now, though. Oh, for you. I think I would rock a sweater vest. Now, next one is bright coloured leg warmers. What, what decade were they from? Again, I have loads of pairs of these in my wardrobe because they were part of a Halloween outfit once. I think I'm going to say now, I think leg warmers look pretty cool so they are from the 1980s no yes which to me that's peak like fame like you know the fame era when i think yes. of leg warmers but i don't know about you i remember them coming back round in sort of the early 2000s but in one of those ways that it was like they were cool but in an ironic way yes so i used to dance as a kid so this would have been when i was in I started secondary school in 2005, so yeah, probably like around this time. And we would all have these like bright leg warmers on for dance, pretending that we were like being ironic when deep down we actually, we actually felt pretty cool in our leg warmers. Well, I'm going to call it. I think they're back right now as well. I, I welcome them with 
was going to say open legs, but that's not that's not appropriate. Open arms. I feel like that works. <laughs> They're leg warmers. Yeah. So I thought, oh, that would be a fun pun. And then I was like, I don't know if that's <laughs> actually appropriate. <laughs> right. Now, if I say parachute pants, what do you think of? You're giving me boy band vibes, actually. I'm getting East 17, mm. Backstreet Boys. I think the 90s. Yes, you're right. And 90s fashion, I don't know if you agree, but I think it's definitely back in right now. So I'm going to I'm gonna do a quiz within a quiz and ask you what your favourite and least favourite 90s fashion items are that are back. So first up, we've got the low-rise jeans. I think, sorry to butt in, James, I think they should stay in the 90s. I love a low-rise jean. Do you? I see, I think you would rock a low-rise jean. They kind of, they sort of make you a bit more mysterious because you can't really tell what's going on underneath. Yeah. See, I'm just, as, as we've discovered today, my bum falls out when it shouldn't. So I think a low-rise jean is just asking for trouble. Next up, we've got the tinted sunglasses. Well, I mean, Anastasia is my hun, so yes. I'm going to say a big yes to tinted sunglasses. I wish I could pull them off. I do welcome them on the people who can pull them off. Next up, I was very, uh, very fond of this particular one. A t-shirt over a long sleeve top. That's a hard no for me. Really? Yeah, even if it's back, no. Because you can't see your arms then. And also I do like having my arms out. Like we said earlier, I like my arms being free to move. And I just think a long sleeve top is never really a vibe for me. It feels a bit... It feels a bit kids TV. Yes, I have a counter offer for you though, because this is something I've noticed coming back round and I literally have pictures of me in the 90s wearing this as a kid and it was sort of short cap sleeve t-shirt with like a spaghetti strap dress. I remember that being peak 90s fashion when I was like a kid and I have seen like that aesthetic going back round on Instagram and stuff. Yeah, I think that's cool. Fan of that, definitely. Lastly, can we just have a little a little nod, a little moment of respect to the noughties. Now, when your Facebook memories spring up from like sort of 10 so years ago, what does that do to you, James? Does it fill you with dread? It, oh, it gives me the shivers. I just feel like I have aged better. Like I look better now than I did when I was younger. I wasn't really owning my truth, myself, yes. my feelings, my oats. Um, and so I had weirdly short hair that I always used to straighten, even though I had no reason to straighten it. Did you frazzle um, your hair with the straighteners like I did in the noughties? Always. I used to burn my ear. Yes, I'd have like absolutely. hair straightener burns. A rite of passage. That. A rite of passage. You've actually got, <laughs> we've got, we've got pictures, haven't we, to yes, show each other? We have. Um, so have a look at mine. There I yes. am. I don't know why I was wearing a lanyard. I think I may have been at a Pride Festival. Oh, it's a very interesting neckline, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big, droopy neckline. And as I said, I don't have the chest to really pull that off. But actually, who needs the chest? Own it, right? And I'm going to show you. So this is, when I think of like the noughties, I started secondary school in 2005. It's like 2005, 2010 was my like proper formative years of being like 11 to 16. I think I went through a blue-green eyeshadow phase and blue and green eyeliner, footless tights, very long tops and cardigans with sort of like footless Mm. tights or leggings. And I'm going to show you um, a picture of me. This is 2010, so I would have been 16. Look at that. (laughs) I've got the fringe. I've got the bracelet. You've got the stripy T-shirt. I forgot about the stripy T-shirt. The cardies. Absolutely. brilliant. You look fantastic. And you're doing a comedy point doing the, the witty point what an era though it was also the era of I think of when people like Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie would always wear those like velour 
tracksuits, like the juicy oh, tracksuits. Love. love a velour tracksuit. Yes. So each week, our celebrity guest tells us what they're loving. And so today, we welcome back Charlie Craggs. At the start of my transition, I got so much abuse. And I still get abuse. Like, if, you, if you've seen the video of me being spat on going around on Instagram, um, you'd know that. And it's just, it's really hard being trans. And I bear in mind as well, I live in London, always have lived in London, which is apparently like a cosmopolitan city and you can be who you want to be. But like, it's hard. And I remember at the start of my transition, all I wanted in life was just to blend in. So I would like kind of dress accordingly I dress very dull and bland and trying to just like go under people's radar not like stand out and I dress in like track suits and stuff I got to the point where I kind of like had dimmed my lights so much and like lost such an integral part of me which which was my flair and my flamboyance which I was like really known for growing up and I think what I'm loving fashion wise right now is just being able to like kind of reconnect with that like inner child that was so flamboyant and had such good style and like try and like be who I was meant to be, who I had like kind of like um, really kind of like beaten out of me. And I want to kind of make younger me proud and like dress how they'd want to dress and like use all the crayons from the coloring book or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like basically just like, I just want to live my best life now. So that's what I'm really loving right now. So fashion wise, a lot of River Island, actually they're very kind. Uh, they kit me out quite a bit. So yeah, I've got this really lovely, I love wearing like a suit with nothing under it. So that's kind of my thing. And um, I've got this really gorgeous one. That's like a pink, like silky satin suit and just looks really hot. So yeah, that's what I'm loving right now. Thank you guys for having me though. I love you so much. We love you so much. Um, That is just so awesome to listen to. I feel incredibly empowered. And there is something so pure about what you love when you're a child. I think it's really awesome to connect with that as we get older like what charlie was saying you dull yourself down and i love that idea of just giving your little inner child a shake and being like wake up we're going shopping and we are gonna buy exactly what child us would have loved to wear (laughs) i definitely want to live by that i think it's really refreshing to be talking about this actually like i hadn't even realized but people saying stuff to you like it, it stays i remember someone saying to me oh you shouldn't be wearing dark blue with light blue like that clashes it's really really embarrassing and that's not embarrassing that's kind of cool to wear clashing colors i think that's a really strong bold move and i'm not going to say that i want to wear what i wore as a child because my mom put me in some pretty ropey jumpers if i'm honest with you yeah but i definitely think color is where it's at bring more color into your lives and just like be as loud as you want you deserve to be taking up space definitely I've got a really vivid memory of being a child, like a young child, young, young, and going to like a family friend's birthday party or something and literally sitting on the stairs, screaming, like kicking up a right old ruckus because I didn't want to wear a dress like my mum had got me. I remember it. It was this pink, silky, proper 90s like dress. And even at four or whoever old I was, I knew that was not for me. I did not want to be in that. And I remember we were late to this party because I had to be like wrestled into this dress. And it's so funny to like hear Charlie talk and then think about me now and be like, yeah, even child Lauren knew that wasn't for me. I don't want to be in a poofy pink dress. Like I do. Ah. <laughs> Send it over. I also love that Charlie is feeling a suit or blazer with nothing underneath because 
I've been yes. doing that for a while, and that is literally my go-to. There's nothing sexier than just wearing a suit with nothing underneath. And if that feels maybe too much for you, you could also style that with maybe a crop top underneath, or I've done this too, a lace or mesh t-shirt underneath. Ooh. Just gives you a little bit of skin without giving too much, if you know what I'm saying. That sounds exactly like something I would want to try, because I've said this a few times on this podcast, I really want to get into that whole power dressing, mm. like the suit or the blazer. And I think what would really suit me because I probably would be a little bit nervous maybe just wearing, you know, when people wear the blazer, almost like a dress. But with a little lacy mesh top, and that is a bit of me. That is very me. I think you look great in that. Next Christmas party, I'm going to go for that. Because I do think we can feel a bit scared to wear something that might draw attention to ourselves. And I know I'm very conscious about that when I'm either picking something new or thinking what to wear, one of my first thoughts, and this is so wrong, the more I think about it, is always, what will other people think? No. Stuff other people, like, go bold. Yes. I think that I often dress for my mood, and fashion and mental health go so hand in hand. But Like, today, for example, earlier this morning, I was feeling a bit grouchy, so I kind of just wore black. And actually, if I'd just worn something with more of a pop, it probably would have changed my whole mood. Yeah. Is there anything that you would love to wear, but you haven't yet, haven't yet dared? I really want to wear a dress and I haven't done it yet, but it feels like a step too far because I really love my, my masculinity as a gay man. I love being who I am as a man, but I also love my femininity. So I often try and mix the two. Going too far one way or the other feels uncomfortable to me but I would really love to do it. Absolutely. So maybe one time you'll see me in like full leathers, like very mask, and then another you'll see me in like a sheer see-through dress with a lot of leg. I like (laughs) it. I'm actually feeling it already. (laughs) Fashion should be as multifaceted as your personality. There are so many sides to us, so why not have a very varied... I agree. Yeah. Wear the dress. Wear the damn dress. That is it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us for episode six of Notes from the Island, brought to you by River Island. That's the end of the series. Oh, be sure to check out the rest of our episodes. They're all on our feed right now and follow the show to get new ones when they drop. Remember to check out at River Island for extra bits, tricks and tips. And you can find me on your socials, TikTok, Insta, at I'm James Barr. And I'm at Lauren Patterson. Thank you so, so much to our producer, Matt Hill, and our executive producer, Emily Bryce Perkins at Rethink Audio. Thanks for listening. Bye.